Naked ABCs, where we discuss every bare naked lady song from seven to Y, whether it's in mono or in stereo, high res, no matter what the pitch or the timber, whether it's a CD, a tape, a high resolution MP3. Uh, uh, Tracy, Tracy what, what, what's going on here? What? I'm just saying that we cover all the songs, you know, even the ones that were covered in, in Steven's basement and a live recording at a concert and a demo, you know, or, or even a fully realized studio recording. Like we cover all the songs, no matter what the quality. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me get my drum set. Oh, come on. That was a good oh. lead in on that one. <laughs> nah, that was good. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I worked on that one for a good hour. <laughs> that was quality. <laughs> and quantity. It was. It was <laughs> very astute. Very astute. It was certainly, I think it was quantity over quality, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just turning to Statler and Waldorf over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I deserve it. <laughs> nah, that was good. <laughs> joining me tonight, we have Aaron and Betsy. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me. Unfortunately, we will be without Heidi for the next two weeks, but she'll be returning soon, and we have some quality guests in the meantime. <laughs> um, and as, as you probably picked up on tonight, we're discussing the song "Quality" from Bare Naked Ladies Are Men in 2007. And if you have never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. This week's episode, number 223, is a prime number, which is apropos because, you know, this is a song that is the only one for its letter. We have one Q song. That's it. I thought you were going for like a prime pun, like prime is quality, yeah. but I like that too. <laughs> oh, we'll be talking about prime meat in a little bit. Um, oh, okay. I had that in my notes. I wasn't sure. I, I mean, well, I should have known you would pick that up. Not prime rib, but we'll be talking about prime Even meat better. in a little bit. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Um, this week's song was written by Paige Robertson. Uh, I don't know which one put more of the effort into it, but... It sounds like an I, Ed song to me. Yep. It's hard to say because they only have ever played this song twice in wow. concert. Really? They play, and one of those times was on the Ships and Dips tour. I can, so I'm really, they've only shocked. ever played this once in concert. Concert. I'm really surprised by that. This is a really good song, and not to tip my hand too soon, but and and it's not a hard song to play. It's not like complicated where there's a multiple overlapping sounds or something like that where they can't recreate it in person. So well, I will get a little bit into that. Maybe they feel like they because there there's a lot. It's simple in form, but there, there's like a 
there's a lot going on instrumentally. So maybe they're, but I don't know. But if you listen to the bathroom sessions, it sounds great with just Ed and the guitar. So, I mean, it, they could play yeah. it no problem, I think. I agree. Well, let's do the breakdown because I, I will say, like, looking at this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put my glasses on to read this small print. <laughs> I mean, this is tiny print on this. Like, it's, you don't get much smaller than the print on the side. It looks like the, the print at the end of the contract that Willy Wonka had people sign. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so it, the instrumentality is very simple. We got Jim on electric bass. We got Kevin on synthesizer and a Rhodes piano. We got Steven on electric guitar. We get Ed on electric and acoustic and Tyler on drums. And that's, but that's it. There's layers. It's like an onion. There's layers, lots of lovely vocal harmonies. And Kevin's doing a lot of work on those keyboards. Well, let's break it down then. Yeah, let's break it down. Uh, so quality, uh, Tracy, you kind of tipped the hand here. Uh, obviously, now I know that it's off of Bare Naked Ladies Are Men, uh, but I had a good inkling that it was either me or men because it sounds kind of like that era where it's kind of like Steven is still in the picture, but it's Ed's kind of slowly taking over the band. I think Steven's kind of like... He's like he's running out of gas. He's like, all right, I'm gonna get ready to bail. Um, oh, that is say, so funny that you would say that. <laughs> what was that? I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll get it when I get it. <laughs> Future Aaron is laughing right now. Um, <laughs> the quality uh, was recorded at approximately 128 beats per minute. It is in the key of A major, and the chord. Changes are pretty simple for the most part. The verse is it starts on the tonics. You have A, and then it goes to F sharp, which is your six, and then to G, which is your seven, and then to D, which is your four. So it's kind of a, it's a little unusual. It's not like a standard one, four, five in the verse. Um, so you go, you know, one, six, seven, four, one, and the six, seven is kind of interesting, especially since it, it doesn't go from the seven to the one. It goes to the four. Uh, so there's kind of a, I want to say there's like a kind of a delayed resolution, uh, which is kind of crucial to what I think I really like about this song. Uh, the turnaround in the verse goes to B, which is your two, up to the G again, which is your seven. Uh, and then we have A, so again, one, F sharp, which is six, G, which is seven, and then D, which is four. So the same thing. Um, and then leading into the chorus, we go to B, the two, and then E, finally. Like, we have avoided the fifth this long, <laughs> right? Um, and it's like almost like Ed's been leaving us hanging. So it's like really, it feels really like glorious when we finally resolve from the fifth back down to the tonic. Uh, so E to A into the chorus. The chorus is A, so your one, F sharp, which is your six, D, which is four, and then E, which is your five. So now the verse part is like very much like a classic pop rock one, four, five, except we have to step away from the tonic to the six degree before going to the four and the five. Uh, the result is that the chorus sounds very much like breaking through a wall. You know, it's very resolved and uplifting. Um, and then we go to the G, the seventh degree at the very end of the chorus for the turnaround, which the seven, like the four and the five, want to resolve to the tonic. And the seventh, the major seventh, and specifically is only a semitone or a half tone away from the tonic. So it 
introduces some tension and it really wants to move just that half step up to go to the tonic, which it does uh, when you go back to the verse. Now in the bridge, we go D to A to E. So we have four to one to five and then G to D and then G to E. And that's interesting because we're bouncing from the seventh degree to the fourth and then the seventh degree and then the fifth. So this is another example of like where they're kind of raising tension, which is, of course, great for bridges. All three of these chords, the seventh, the fourth and the fifth, they all want to resolve to the tonic. But instead, we're bouncing from the seventh to the fourth, back to the seventh to the fifth. It's kind of playful. You know, it's kind of like uh, when is this going to resolve? But of course, then it finally does because you go to the five and then you get that classic res resolution down back to the one because we go into the final verse. Uh, the structure of the song is you get your first verse. Verse one is A. Chorus is your B section. Verse two is A again. Chorus is your B section. Bridge is the C section, uh, not to be confused with the method of uh, baby delivery. And verse three is A, and then chorus is your B. Arguably, you could add another B on the end because the first chorus is repeated at the end, but I would just call it a single B section in double length. So we have a very classic A, B, A, B, C, A, B, or ab, ab, cab, rock, pop, rock structure to the song. Um, I listened to both the a studio recording, a demo, which I think might have been off of our me. No, no, but they, you, I don't know where they got the was that the like demo or something? version. Do you know Betsy? No. Uh, yeah, like I, I don't know if it was ever officially released. Ooh, I'm going to look really quickly here. Hold on. Yeah, I just I was searching for um, like examples of the song because I. I searched for it to try and find, like, I, I was hoping to cheat a little bit and hoping to find it on Cortify. It wasn't, so I had to do it the old-fashioned way and, and sit down at the piano and <laughs> analyze it like I was back in, in college. Um, but I found when I was looking for that, different versions. Uh, so there's the studio, there's a demo that I found, and then there's the bathroom sessions recording. I saw the bathroom. And I have to, what's that? I saw the bathroom sessions. Just yeah. Saw, what did you think of that? It <laughs> it was quality. Uh, yeah. No, it was um, it was a little stripped down. I think yeah. you really need more more instrumentation on it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I definitely would put the studio version at the top of the list. Um, but I actually did like the bathroom sessions a, a lot. I think what I liked about it is kind of reminds me of the old like MTV Unplugged. You know, sessions or where people will do like Nirvana kind of surprised a lot of people because they're like, oh, without distortion and a lot of noise and stuff, they're not going to sound good. But no, you you have a quality song. Uh, <laughs> it stands up. And I think it does. You know, I agree that it sounds much better, I think, in the studio when you got all the all the amazing like layers of sound. Um, but even with just Ed's voice and the guitar, um, you can tell there's something there. And it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's still a good song. Um, yeah. I was yeah, the that's probably my favorite playing, element both, of the but... song is the vocal harmonies. They're like very lush and Beatles-esque. Um, but at the same time, like it, like it's not a song that that Agreed. should go without it. But at the same time, like it's a nice yeah. addition to it. it. It really kind of fills the song out. But at the same time, you know, it does a good job with writing the song without. Did, all did you guys those hear harmonies. strings on this song? I think they must have been like keyboard played played by, by Kevin. But I, I, it sounded like there was some strings kind of low in the background accompanying this. But whether Thanks they're legit or not, 
do you think maybe the acoustic? Maybe uh, it, there, there there are no strings listed in the line. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking they might be keyboards, but they sounded kind of. Maybe I'm just uh, hallucinating, but uh, <laughs> it sounded it sounded like there was some strings playing along. Either way, um, there's this lovely like Specter era Beatles wall of sound feel to the studio mm-hmm. version. It's very like it's very I don't know. It's very dramatic and and very like well very well lushly produced oh and one final note on the breakdown this song ends on a major ninth chord actually literally a major nine <laughs> uh I, I love ninth chords and ending a song on them is is really great because it gives this bittersweet feeling like because you're resolving on the major tonic but the ninth is the second degree of the scale just raised up an octave right so if you were to go to a keyboard or a piano and play like a c and a d together it sounds very dissonant, but if you play a C and then reach all the way up past the next C and then play the D after that, the space kind of cuts some of that bitterness a little bit. So you've got this beautiful, very lovely, very harmonious major tonic chord playing at the end resolving, but you've got that ninth hanging above it. And it kind of almost like it's like ending with like a slight questioning feeling, which I think is perfect given the dubious nature of some of the things the narrator is saying in the lyrics. <laughs> I'm excited about that, but I want to go back real quick, Aaron. Can yeah, yeah. you list the first set of chords that are in this in the verses? Yes, we have A, F sharp, G, and D. Okay, specifically A major, F sharp minor, G minor, and D major. That explains why I. So, what my note for this is this song had an 80s go-go's feel go-go's especially at the very beginning when when ed's guitar comes in and i just kept wanting to sing out like can you hear them from our lips are sealed so i looked it up our lips are sealed is in the the key of a okay and it's the first three chord the chords for the verse are a oh really g d and the way that he strums the guitar is very similar to it yeah so a g d would be um a little more uh, traditional, they uh, even A F sharp G D is not that unusual, but they're stepping away from that more traditional uh, like chord changes just a little bit. And I, I think I made a mistake because I think I said G minor, but it would actually be like G diminished or G half diminished or whatever for your because it'd be the seventh degree of a major scale. But anyways, just just making sure that I don't get blasted on Reddit or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and am I correct in hearing? backwards guitars in this song um very possibly um in the demo it sounded like there was a sitar so i'm not sure i think that was probably just his his acoustic though it the could, way he was playing. Eh, but either way like whether it's reverse strings or reverse guitar or a sitar there's 
there's a Beatles influence there. You know, that's that's oh, all yeah. kind of stuff that they were experimenting with, especially like in the like um, like Sergeant Pepper's era, like when they started basically when they when they went when they started taking drugs <laughs> and when they when they went from to India to meditate and stuff like that, they came back being like, okay, let's experiment, let's let's get weird. And uh, it gave us all kinds of wonderful music. And I could definitely hear like a Beatles-esque uh, influence in this. Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> Quality move there, Tracy. So, I'm so used to saying Heidi. Betsy, what are your thoughts on the music of this song? I Yeah, I couldn't recognize what it was that seemed familiar about it. But when you say the go-go, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Mm. I feel I'm not sure how to say this. It's kind of like it's trying to like have a driving force behind it, but it seems kind of like mm. tired somehow. Like it's it's going through the motions hmm. somehow. Um, I know it's trying to be kind of bouncy and have a nice beat to it, and you know, not not as a reflection of. I, I think it's I think it's to underscore the message of the song. I don't think it's. I'm not it's not a criticism to you. Yeah, I think it's programmatic. programmatic. Yeah, because it it jives with the lyrics and the message, um, which we can get to kind of the message of it later. But it 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 does make like it sets the right mood, essentially. So you're, you're hearing kind all of. flash and no bang. Yeah. <laughs> Going through the motions. Yeah. Well, let's lead that into <clears throat> let's lead that into the discussion of what the song is about. What do you guys think that this song is really about? I've spoken okay. a lot, so Betsy. Um, <laughs> well, I think it it's kind of reflective of his career, like kind of um, being a performer kind of maybe feeling like after doing it for several de decades that it might be, you know, okay, you know, I know, I know the routine and show me the venue and I'm on the menu is personalized. And so it, it, it has a feeling of like, even though he's good at what he does that, you know, he's getting like a little maybe tired of it or, um, and uh, he like he has to sell himself, and yeah, mm, definitely got yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, because I'm serving at quality. If it can't be beat, if you're not down, vote with your feet. So I had to look that one up. That was a cool phrase that I'm gonna yeah vote with regularly like use. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, actually, I learned a lot looking up the meaning of things from this song. So yeah, basically, if you don't like it, leave, and then I'll know that you'll don't like it. So yeah, um, yeah. There's a few that are I'm not quite sure about the whole over in England everything bent, but I'm satisfied. I tried to look that up, but it was like um, some sort of uh, uh, well, not soccer. I guess it's football over there. But there's a guy named. Darren Bent, I don't know. So, I don't... so what I yeah. have for that one is so the the phrase "everything mm. bent" 
over in England, from what I was able to find, means that things are dis- dishonest oh. or corrupt. Uh, it also it's can mean corrupt. that a person is homosexual, but I don't think that's the direction it was going. No, I you know, so they would refer to like they would say a bent. Oh, ah, I work with an English doctor. I should have asked him. <laughs> oh well, missed Ooh. opportunity. Okay, so so bent, like kind of skewed, <laughs> kind of warped, crooked, crooked. Yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense. And that's the informal meaning, which is why I went with, okay, that's probably where he was kind of going, was trying to use that informal language. So, Betsy, your take on this song kind of blew my mind because I I completely, like, glossed over, well, not glossed over, I guess, but I just didn't really think of it this way. But serving up quality sounds very much like you're working Mm -hmm. at, like, a fast food restaurant. yeah. Right, so going through the motions, I'm just making those Big Macs. I'm serving up quality. Wait a second, quality. He used to work at Wendy's, and wasn't that one of their slogans? Well, yeah. yeah, I knew that. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. talking about fast food and stuff. So that very well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, quality is a recipe. That's, <laughs> Mine, that's Wendy's slogan. Mine are exploding oh, everywhere. Oh man, this <laughs> mind blown. So amazing insight there. Yeah. Basically. Thank oh, you for sharing. There's more, that. but go ahead. Um, <laughs> oh please no no oh okay well i'll let you drink well, i'll let you good. drink and then you can hop back in and, and correct me nice <laughs> so my notes are uh kind of a funny song sounds like a musician hyping himself up to prospective venues something that bnl may have had to do back in the day before they really took off um it also sounds like the narrator of the song is attempting to embellish <laughs> their resume a little uh like with the the bridge it's all true i swear to you stick a needle in your eye if you've been misled, may some lightning strike me dead. Um, <laughs> at the same time, claiming they're godly, they inspired Greek mythology, things like that. Uh, I love that I line. Say, yeah, this song made me smile. Oh, so we're getting into this now, I guess. Uh, it mentioned my yeah, absolute favorite food in the entire world. Japanese Wagyu beef. Oh, man. Yeah, the lyrics, they're rubbing my and cow there and just... feeding it beer. What's that? I was going to say, they didn't just mention it. Like, he dives deep into it. Yeah, because they talk about because they do. They feed those cows on beer. They give them sake massages and, like, treat them extremely well. So the, the narrator here is either asserting that they're worthy of such treatment, like being treated like uh, a, a Japanese Wagyu, or that they deserve to be fed large buffet qualities of, of Wagyu beef. But either way, quite a thing to say. <laughs> yep. And I... I and Betsy, you I, have, I looked up you that beer more. thing. Yeah, please. Um, so mm. they did. They do actually feed them beer, especially during the summer, because they're off their feed because it's kind of yeah. hot and they feel kind of gross. Um, so it relaxes them and it helps them to kind of eat a little better. And then yeah, they get the massages again for you know relaxation, <laughs> and they want them to have a good. Oh, a good quality life. Um, um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that that um, the cow thing really does tie back to them. Well, and both of them, when you look it up, is yeah. all about the marbling. Yes, correct. Both of yeah. those things is what is supposed to encourage excellent marbling, which is what, what Wagyu or Kobe beef right. is known for. Yep. <clears throat> 
<laughs> and in Texas, the guy who ha- who also raises Kobe beef in in Texas says that it helps promote digestion and improves the flavor and texture of the meat. Maybe. I go with the first one where it just <laughs> makes them that eat might more. Be a <laughs> that might be a stretch. <laughs> that, that sounds like maybe the narrator of the yeah, song like little, was giving that. A little well, overselling, like the... maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the wine <laughs> tasting. Like, oh yes, I taste the. Mm, I taste the bricks <laughs> above the building that was uh, next yeah, door right. to the vineyard. I have notes of acidic soil. <laughs> yeah, really. Really going on a limb. <laughs> this was during the summer months, wasn't it? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> Quite. So quite. would you guys like to know what Ed said about this song? Yes, please. So at the time that this song was written, they were doing their ah. podcast. Mm. At the same time that they were writing it, and that they were also they were record- recording it, so there are two episodes where Ed actually talks on the podcast about this song. So of course I went and took copious notes, and coincidentally, not ironically, um, this song. Since we talked, since Aaron and I went and saw Weird Al last you. night, this song was. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's right. I thought I saw oh, pictures yeah. of you seeing him as well. So yeah, we everyone that's here, what a great and, show and that Heidi, was. who's not, went all went to see Weird Al this week. This song is supposed to be a parody of sorts oh. of advertisements. Then yeah. that perfectly fits. Yeah. Servant of quality. A person trying to to basically, I mean, the song feel of it is supposed to be a parody of what advertisement songs feel like and as well as a person trying yeah, to sell themselves that's yeah. what I'm as you feeling guys them, mentioned that parody yeah insincere yeah mm-hmm. so i hate I, yes. yeah i hate job interviews oh. and, and even like like because i always feel yeah. gross like selling myself it's like i i'm, I'm a human I'm being <laughs> um and that like before i heard that my take on this song was I absolutely didn't like this song. Oh, really? Um, for years, I did not like this song. Because I, I was like, the lines are mundane mm. and stupid and undermining uh, and not BNL. It's on purpose. <laughs> but because the fact that it is on per- purpose, I all of a sudden, I gained a newfound respect for it. So, for example, listening to this song, mm-hmm. they talked about Billy Barty. You know, I'm like Billy Barty, but regular sized. I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh, that's offensive. <laughs> but that's the point, is he's trying to make the narrator an offensive person who's like, No, I'm I'm everything. I'm wonderful. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like this wonderful person, <laughs> but I'm regular sized. Like where everyone's like, Yeah. Um <laughs> wait a minute. You didn't just say that. Or, or his statements about, like, well, you know, um, he's trying to list everything that he knows about England. Well, um, well, well you know, they drive on the other yeah. side there. Yeah, everyone's aware of that. <laughs> like, until until I realized that he was being facetious and making, making fun of the person in this song, <laughs> making fun of the narrator, I was like, that's just the stupidest I'm- line in music ever. <laughs> Have you guys seen the show Severance? Uh, I've seen it advertised. No, I haven't watched it yet. No. 
Yeah. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. But in the first episode, um, the main character goes to like his, to visit his sister and his brother-in-law. And his brother-in-law has all these pretentious friends and they're sitting around this dinner table. And one of them is like, did you know that back in uh, you know, the 1910s, they didn't refer to World War One as World War One. They called it the Great War. And he's like, well, yeah, there was no World War Two, so of course they didn't call it World War One. Thank, me of thank that you, Cliff Clavin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the character. Yeah. This, this is like Cl- Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Like he, he is a person trying to sell himself as better than he is. Um, which brings me to the part that I hated about this song the most. Oh, the trouble with Tracy. I realized that. Well, it's not any longer. Oh, okay. Because now I understand what he's going for there. Like, my problem with this song is, or was, the end of it, where he's listing off all these ologies. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so basically you're, you're just throwing in as many rhyming words that make no sense together as possible. Now I see it as here is a person who is... is he's pulling a Cliff Clavin and that he is doing everything he can to try to impress and he is making himself look stupid in the process. <laughs> well, including throwing the word apology into the middle of it. There's uh, there's another Beatles link there. There was, uh, all we we're saying is give peace a chance and John Lennon is talking about all the isms in the world. This ism, that ism, ism, ism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I I grew once I understood what they were trying to do with this I grew to really enjoy this yeah, song. Yeah, it's a fun song. Much more. <laughs> fun is a good word for it, I think. It's a very fun song. Um the other thing so interestingly enough so Ed said that they wrote this song as a parody. Well, their management came to them while they were writing this album and said, "Well, um there's an advertising group and and Ed would not release who oh, the dear. major advertising campaign oh, was but a major advertising campaign wants you to take one of your songs and submit it oh. for for use in a commercial this was the song that they did cuz he just could not help but love the irony of of submitting this song <laughs> I'm trying to think if this had gone through, like, what if like yeah, Wendy's had used Wendy's. this in a commercial? Oh, that would have been like, how do they edit around all of the totally obnoxious stuff and just make it seem sincere, like we're serving up quality? You'd have to like just you have to jump around quite a bit. It would be like a Frankenstein edit. I think it'd be interesting. <laughs> well, I think you could do it with just the verse. I mean, just the chorus, but. It is like born in the USA yeah. or this Very thing is my land. To in misinterpret. The people would totally yeah. misunderstand what is being said in that it Fair is enough. the complete and utter opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that it had won the advertising campaign. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I would have loved Same. that. Um and, and Ed had a hard time because he he didn't one of the reasons he wrote this parody of advertising is that he one, he wanted to be able to sell music, and he, he thinks like, hey, if I'm making music, the whole point of music is to get it out there as much as yeah. possible, get people to hear it, and to sell it. Like, I make something, you buy it. I, you know, yeah, I mean, I do believe musicians should get paid, I mean, as a musician myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, at, at the same time, they were getting 
they were getting made fun of for selling out yeah. for other stuff. And, you know, he's like, well, that just gives us the chance to make more music, which is a cool source of revenue. And then we, we're not compromising our music. We're just using it. Yeah. I mean, this song was already created. So if it had ended up in, in a commercial somewhere, that would have just been like a happy coincidence. <laughs> I would have loved the irony. Yeah. That would be perfect. A perfect example of irony. <laughs> um, originally, it was an electric guitar that they used for the chorus, but he swapped it out for the acoustic. And the way that um, Ed talks about this song is that it's yacht rock. <laughs> yacht rock. <laughs> oh, man. That's... <laughs> that's why they played it on Tips and Dip. <laughs> he he says think of england dan and john cooley and and the other thing is like greatest american hero <laughs> oh i definitely hear that in this now that you mention it wow believe it or not wow. <laughs> <laughs> i hear that so that i was like i'm glad that i went into that deep dive about this song because yeah like it is <laughs> And if you listen to the demo, the demo is even more America, greatest American hero than what ended up coming out. All I can think of is that Seinfeld episode where George has an answering machine and he sings it to the the tune of greatest American hero. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? There are certain TV show themes that I absolutely love. Small wonder. That one, Cheers. (laughs) Small wonder. When I had to edit that episode, I was like, this is destroying me. (laughs) A little bit of my soul ran away in that moment. It entered again once I I put Kevin's music over the top of it. So. I, I have to see that. I have it's to fantastic. That. It, yeah. it fits so it's well. Like it's a ridiculous. robot kid or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a cheesy yep. 80s sitcom. It, it was like strange, strange visitor, this non-human lives with humans. So it's the same vein <laughs> as like Alf and all that. You know, it's like There was a genre in the 80s that was like that. Harry and the Hendersons. But, I was watching Alf. But so. in today's culture, it doesn't work that a man is creating a female child to serve I'm not him. going anywhere near this. Why not? It just I'm sure doesn't work in today's it's, culture. It's fine. It's innocent. It's fine. No, nothing wrong with that. If I were to write a dissertation on that show... <laughs> it would be a... Yeah. Pretty in-depth. Hot take. Hashtag hot takes. Well, speaking of hot takes, we should probably give our hot takes on this song, unless you guys have more that you would like to add about it. How many A5 Wagyu beefsteaks do we award it? A5. I was actually going to go with USDA ratings. Okay. So for our USDA ratings, we've got select, (laughs) choice, (laughs) prime. Now, that's the highest in America, but we would have to admit that Kobe beef is not prime. It is a step oh, above yes. prime. Certainly. Super prime. So we would then go the next step above that, which would A5, be Kobe Wagyu. Which is level. an A five would be five stars because that's just perfect. 
So, Aaron, what do you give this? Well, it's funny. Um, hearing both of you first to hear Bessie talk about how it kind of seemed like there was, it was kind of empty underneath. It reminded me of like uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, that there's nothing underneath. Um, and then to you say that you originally didn't like this song, I was, I was kind of uh, just kind of just chuckling because on paper, I shouldn't like this song as much as I do. <laughs> it's it's mostly pretty standard in a structure and chord changes. It's very happy, which, as you know, is not me. It's it's not it's not about anything exceedingly unpleasant. Uh, but I really like this song. It's just so well done. It's a really like beautiful song that makes me smile in spite of myself. Um, definitely worthy of being on my best of playlist. So I will happily award quality a uh, well. I I guess I would, I would give it a, a Kobe beef award. So we'll say 4.3 uh, steaks out of five. And I give it Aaron's seal of quality. <laughs> and as a person who's had Kobe beef, you can say that. Well, now you're just outing me as being bougie. <laughs> They're going to come for me first when the revolution comes. <laughs> Betsy, what do you give this song? Well, we've got we've got select choice, prime, <laughs> or five a five. Before you know, I had to get ready for this episode. I was kind of like you, Tracy. I was like, well, I mean, you know, not maybe not quite as critical, but it was had a good bouncy beat and everything. So that initially interested me, but then and yeah, like it did seem empty, but then. Yeah, it just it's just their um, personality kind of came through. And then when it clicked that it was kind of, um, you know, mocking themselves or parody, that's when it really, like, made it on my playlist. So I think um, just because it's kind of mockingly self-reflective and everything, I, I was going to go a 4.2. Oh, nice. Steaks, right? That, <laughs> yeah, is that right? I guess I'd, I'd say that's Wrong. that's that's wagyu quality there. Okay. <laughs> it's on the lower end. Maybe he was given the lower end. Uh, well, they have beans. a four wagyu, which is still good, I'm sure. Slightly skinnier cow, or I don't know. Didn't have much. <laughs> didn't get, as didn't much get quite as much beer. Yeah. The other cows nudged it aside from the beer couldn't, trough. Couldn't hold its liquor. Yeah, kept falling over. <laughs> it was the cow. cow. <laughs> it couldn't it's have. The cow was an AA. A A A five. A A A four. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Tracy? Um. So for me, this like I said, this song used to be really low on my list. It was in the two. Wow. Like it, it was not there at all. Um, but once it was sarcastic, I was like, <laughs> I can enjoy yeah. this song. It, it makes so much more sense. BNL sticks it. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of punk rock, right? <laughs> With the attitude. It's it's all this is like the BNL equivalent of um of when Nirvana went on top of the pops and they weren't playing and they didn't want to lip sync, but they were like, you have to. So Kurt Cobain just like waved his hand in front of the guitar instead of actually playing it and made it really obvious they weren't playing. <laughs> That's what I like. I like it when people do that. Like 
when you're going to stick it to the man and you really you nail the landing so well that people don't understand that what you're doing until you have to tell them i'm like that that is pretty damn good right there and for me that's what this was like they got me they and, and I will fully admit that they got me, and I love every second of it. Um, so I, I looked at my list. I went, I went all over the list, and it's getting hard at this point to to nail down. And as we're getting closer to the end of the list, I'm having to start saying, "Well, do I like this one more or that yeah. one more?" And it's getting tight. I had to give this a. I, I, it's definitely an A four. <laughs> I, I think that my I think that my uh, cow it, it got uh, plenty of beer, but it just didn't get. Massaged. Oh, I was missing out on those uh, massages. Yeah, maybe a few. Yeah, pets. A so tension. it got a four point two eight. Oh, wow. oh, nice. Well, that's I mean that's still very very high from all it's of us. Cow. I think we all agree. That this is, yeah, yep. this is a very happy. It's cow. A happy cow. <laughs> well, I don't know if the cow's happy, but I am. <laughs> well, considering it's being eaten, probably it's not too happy. Yeah. Um. But you know, yeah. I just realized. Too, <laughs> unless you're, unless you're Douglas Adams. <laughs> Sorry, what was Wait that? That's it. Um, I was just thinking about the whole. Um, I think there might be a little overlap here with Pinch Me. Like, mm. don't you think mm. that they could almost make a music video out of quality and just use like the whole oh, set yeah. and all the outfits from Pinch Me? Um, if they were to do a quality, oh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, well, it would be a great music video, but it would be very similar, I think, thematically, costume-wise, set-wise to Pinch Me. I just had that. This would thought. be a good like. That would be a great like pair of songs to do like the Russian nesting doll yeah. and like start one <laughs> song the and other, in the middle yeah. go into the other one. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah. I would. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the character uh, Steve. <laughs> yes, character. that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like a- Come down <laughs> off the podium. And everything or so whatever. creepy. And he's the one that does the video. Like it's all from his perspective yeah. now. Yeah. Oh he's yeah, like it goes, like plastic. it zooms in, and he's like having a fantasy if he's a big rock star. <laughs> and he's just. <laughs> Uh, we should pitch this. We should pitch I'm this. I'm serving up quality. Oh, dude. Yeah. Ed, come on the Ed. show. We know you're listening. <laughs> Please. Come on. It's been 223 episodes. Yeah. Get your Canadian tickets over here. Serve okay. up some quality with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of some stirring up some quality, um, we, we didn't get a chance to cover this, um, but... Uh, the appearance mm. for this week is um, when BNL played the song "One Week" at the NHL All Star Game back in two thousand and four. So they they not, were playing a quality song not, for a quality. Not the Wizard of, of Magic Land. I'm Are you trying to say that they're all so? No, it just it didn't. It, isn't that wasn't that, that used in like an NHL <laughs> hockey game? They used Wizard of Magic Land. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I'm learning things. I know some um. things now. <laughs> so, so earlier, Aaron, you you um, accused me uh, accused. of going oh. with of quantity <laughs> over quality. You know what animal oh, does boy. that? Rabbits. 
Oh, yes. okay, yeah, Rabbits I know exactly what are known for quantity <laughs> over. <rabbit. laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean they're known for how how fast they reproduce. They're so. very good at multiplying. Yes, <laughs> but imagine if they could come back to life, resurrecting rabbits, zombie rabbits. Yikes! We would be over hoarded by rabbits. Watership Down is already a scary <laughs> enough movie. It doesn't need zombies. <laughs> So next week we're going to be discussing rabbits in the resurrection. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that ties in very nicely with uh, with our friend uh, Noah and the conversation that we had. It does, and we'll be finishing up because this that will be just playing out about the last week of Easter. At Fantastic. That point. Nice. Well, Betsy, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. Pleasure, As Betsy. always, Thanks it was a pleasure. Me. Please come on again. I have, and I will. Sign <laughs> 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 number four or something. So. Wait, are you trying to say you can't? Well, I, I guess, I know. Oh, I was so close You're to seeing into the in. future. Yeah, the future. I see the future, and I have come on again. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, thanks for catching me on that. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun Don't forget No regrets Except maybe one It's NFL draft season And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.